transmitting to you from Old Heart Radio. Prepare to have your bones chilled and your hairs raised. It's the Whack Arnold's Brothers Podcast. Welcome home. What about? Oh. Well, you heard it. I heard it. That means that it's here. It's time for Whack Arnold's Brothers to magically appear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, oh, God. That was rough. That was rough. <laughs> I love your, mm-hmm. your your reaction there. It's just like, it's just, woof. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not the worst. You know? It's not the worst. I've, yeah, I, I will say that I've probably said worse. Anyway, we're here. This is episode... 36, if I believe. 36? 36? Yeah, we're in there, man. I think it's 37, but I could be wrong. No, you're probably right. I think I've labeled it 36 on accident. No, I know it. I post a podcast. The last one was 36. Because we, yeah. yeah, anyway, any hoozle. Uh, <laughs> we're here. And <laughs> <laughs> we got a good, we got a, uh, we got one that, you know, I'm surprised we haven't talked about sooner, but um, it's a juicy one. It's like a one of those like uh, it's got a huge cult following. Is basically what I'm trying to say. Yeah. So I, I I mean, you know, I never I didn't even realize it, but you know, I'm a member of that huge cult following appears to be Eli Roth, who's like gone on record before, mm-hmm. like being this like this is my fucking jam. Yeah. And, you know, like there's so many elements that, like yeah as a horror fan like you can love about this movie you know totally the, the style of the 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 sort of like bad overdubbing at times like the amazing, yeah, amazing kill shots yeah. like the just it's kind of yeah. like it's like a mix between like sp- like splatter films and it's got some like giallo elements it's also got some like exploitation film elements, but yeah, I love the bad dubbing because it's like a, it was a co-production between Spain, U.S. and Puerto Rico, yeah. and it was it was filmed in Boston, so it's so random. But yeah, it's just all over the place. Yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah, so 1982's pieces, man. Like mm-hmm. this, and yes, this was a piece. Like so, it it, it like opens up. <laughs> uh, to like you know Boston there's like the this like 1942 1942 there's a some like this like little little boy and he's uh working on a puzzle right that, that puzzle is not just any puzzle <laughs> I, I, I don't think they made puzzles like that in 1942. I feel, it looked yeah. like a seven. It looked like a 70s or 80s like porn picture. You know what I mean? That's what that's what I was thinking. I was like, "There's no way that this is from, <laughs> this is from the 40s." But this kid is like putting to get piecing together this uh, like nude lady you know, on her puzzle, and his mom discovers him and mm-hmm. has just like the best fucking reaction dude she just like <laughs> maxed the shit out of him and is like where'd you get this this smut like you remind it reminds me of your father and all this like uh-huh. wild stuff yeah 
<laughs> she like breaks his mirror and oh my god dude that that shot him. Yeah. the mirror shot because they replay it like right afterwards yeah it's yeah she also threatens to she's like I, I swear i'll kill you if i see this you with this stuff again yeah <laughs> <laughs> like she freaks the fuck out uh-huh. and then like tells him to go get a plastic bag and at, at first i was really confused she's like go get me a plastic bag so i can burn all this <laughs> uh, yeah she like starts digging through his shit and finds like a bunch of porno mags and she's like i know you've got more in here you pervert <laughs> yeah dude like this kid's got like stashes man he's got like these like got mags in the dresser he's got mags in his fucking like toy chest like <laughs> yeah it's pretty funny but like the long story short he doesn't come back with the plastic bag no he comes back with something something a little more heavy duty he fucking (laughs) 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 he he just like shows up behind his mom with a fucking axe and just starts thwacking her just like right in the (laughs) fucking dome dude like it was some great shots it was some great like like hit shots you know and but like holy cow like it was just like right off the bat like boom this kid is is bloodthirsty and not only that man so like you see like a neighbor kind of like knocking at the door or some Mm. shit trying to get in she's like Mm. a little like what's going on but you see also like like the kid you see what else he's doing and at one point in time he at one point in time he's like sawing yeah it was something that you find out in a second but like there's blood splattered everywhere yeah it's just yeah it's a it's a gruesome scene yeah most definitely (laughs) but eventually so as the boy's like trying to repiece the the, his puzzle his puzzle together which he seems very eluded by like he can't figure can't quite figure it out (laughs) and and the police and the neighbor you know get in and they you know they walk into the crime scene as the kid Mm -hmm. is hiding right so it's a really it's a yeah, it's an he interesting hides, he hides he hides in there's like two closets in the room and he hides in one yeah yeah and they they open they open the first closet and this is what you're talking about where you see him hacking away with the axe and you see his mother's head just like on this dresser in the attic yeah. imagine walking into that like that's a that is like a i'm sure that you know it would have been a fucking unsettling thing to but, walk into damn there's kind a of in a blood splatter yeah. and porno max <laughs> and then kind of in a scene like like reminiscent of of mikey they uh they <laughs> they find the kid in the closet and the kid's like mommy like where's mommy you know and then yeah we, we get this uh the, the the lady that was knocking on the door is like a, you know apparently she's like the next door neighbor you know she was like i was worried about her when she wouldn't answer the door and and then she mentions that you know the um the kid has an aunt that lives about an hour away that he can go live with yeah and and <laughs> and like and that that's kind of like the the, the it, it just cuts right to credits which the credits have a really cool font hey man i i've got to is that Bowie? Yeah, I gotta go let him out. I'm sorry. You can hear that. Yeah. I know. I'm gonna pause this real quick. So All yeah, right. like you're saying, it has some. Uh, what were you saying about the title? It has some really. I love the fucking font, dude. I was like, I, you know, maybe I'm thinking about tattoos too much, but I was like, I would love to get some sort of like lettering in like a font like that. Like I just loved that what they used. Mm. It was it was it was okay. really cool. Like the kind of like drippy droopy kind of font. So. 
totally. but yeah yeah I, I don't know i just thought it was it like that like just that opening that fucking hardcore opening sequence and then like the cut and, but where it picks up is just like yeah. so fucking bizarre to me dude yeah we're for because we're 40 years later now we learned last 40 years into the future and it's like so it's just this lady on a skateboard just oh right. my god like, <laughs> well, be, before then we're shown like this is what oh, i'm talking yeah, about yeah, where yeah, yeah. some of the like jalo elements where we see this gloved figure in black clothing he opens uh, he opens up this box there's a pair of bloody shoes and it's it's all oh, there's also the shirt that the kids timmy is the kid's name from the opening sequence mm -hmm. there's also the shirt that the kid's mom was wearing inside this box which looks like it's still aged well after 40 years which is interesting yeah and there's also uh... a there's also a picture of his mom with like a red x through her face that's um, right man so that, and it, it's right like it's like kind of it's just so shrouded in mystery and that's what i loved about the like some of the elements of this movie is just you get those you know like shots where it's just like some gloved hands doing something mm -hmm. and it just gives you that mystique but yeah clearly like dude you're right like those items in the box look like fresh off the fucking kill <laughs> yeah yeah right like, but yeah but i guess if he's had them for that long and maybe taking care of them you know what i mean whoever the killer you know Timmy, whatever, whatever, whatever. yeah, whatever. Listen, Tim, Timothy. Do you think he goes by Timothy now? I don't know, but yeah. <laughs> then we get this. There's like three scenes in this movie that are so out there, fucking bonkers. And this, this, this first one isn't the most absurd, but it is pretty absurd. This, this skateboarding sequence you're talking about. It, yeah, <laughs> so, it's just so ridiculous. It's like, it, you know, like. This just this lady like zooming around on a board. You get some shots of like from her perspective as well as like her kind of like on the board. Yeah, it looks I like love... something that would have happened in like Animal House or something where she's just like exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's like all of a sudden you get this like weird zany comedy moment where it's yeah. like, you're like, whoa, riding yeah. the pavement waves. <laughs> you know, like and, and then like like I love that she's just like saying hi to strangers. Hi, hi, and, like people are just like what? like it's great but the but the the peak moment is like you see these movers moving this great like mirror pane gigantic fucking mirror yeah Huge. <laughs> and and the skater just like you know doesn't see it coming you know comes comes thrashing on up and then like next thing you know like collides with the fucking mirror it's so random it's so random the best i can assume is that like because of the things going on like you you know and like it, it you know it re it shows you the smashing of the mirrors like a few times like yeah the first the original smash like the repeat right after and when they reshow it when like uh the 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 gloved hands are moving stuff around during the sequence you know right it shows the flashback of the mom breaking the mirror and yeah. so it's like obviously that like is somehow tied with <laughs> this individual. right because then we see the it is it is because it was like maybe whoever the killer is saw this happen i don't know because then yeah. it shows like it shows the big the the figure in black um then pull out another box and this time it's the puzzle and he starts putting it together yeah the pieces must be assembled uh and um 
then you kind of find, oh my God, oh, oh my God, the next sequence is again, like what I love about this movie is it just sneaks up on you with these all of a sudden like pivotal gnarly fucking death gnarly scenes. like yeah. scenes. And, and like, this is one of them. So you come across this like, <laughs> I don't know, this, you know, college student, just this lady hanging out on the grass with the, you know, her skirt kind of like, you know, it's like a strew and, and she's just, you know, minding her own. She hears this, but this chainsaw go come ripping it. And she turns mm-hmm. around and sees this dude in a mask and, uh, you know, and she's just like, uh, you know, like, yo, how long are you going to be? Because this is like, obviously, trying disrupt. to study. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the dude's like, oh, not long. And then like <laughs> right after that, like the dude just comes gunning at her in broad daylight middle of the fucking day like this might as well be the same park that lady was skating out of down right you know like it's it like and he just takes the fucking co-ed's head off with the damn chainsaw man (laughs) and the like the epic blood splatter dude like and then oh my god like the the like the the weird small bloody stump that was like where the head is yeah fucking perfect uh yeah it was awesome and so wild man yeah. Who does that? Middle of the day chainsaw kill in like a public space. <laughs> Going it's amazing. For it. I fucking love it. But that immediately sets up like, uh, you know. This like, movie has a lot of like, it goes fast and it just like jumps from scene to scene. And sometimes there's like, in certain scenes, there's kind of like a lot going on. Like it's a quick movie. Yeah. And uh, so like, you know, the, like it picks up shortly after that with uh these detectives i believe yeah there's lieutenant bracken and sergeant holden yep and they're like talking to the uh administrators of the school and you know sort of just you know like (laughs) i love the description of this like they're like all right well we don't know what's like who it is we don't know how it happened or whatever the like yada yada and then the administrator basically is like well from the dean the dean yeah he's like from the from the college standpoint we'll just say it was an accident yeah he's trying to like (laughs) he's trying to like just brush it under the rug like i'm like no fucking way (laughs) (laughs) yeah we also in between this scene we also get like a quick uh introduction to a character named professor brown who like it's a weird scene where this student comes up and basically makes like a joke alluding to her breasts you know it's yeah. real quick but then he but then um he ends up going to the office and speaking with the dean too and meeting the two um um bracken and holden and we learn here from the dean that that uh professor brown is the professor of anatomy and that um you know, the Dean's busy right now, essentially, but wants Brown to give them a tour of the uh, campus and speak with them. Yeah. And Brown's like a, uh, you know, he's a weird dude. He comes I, off as weird. He gives off a vibe. I feel like they try to establish like a couple red herrings in this oh, movie. Oh, he's one of them. He is definitely one of them. Like, and yeah, I mean, I thought that was a really interesting element to the movie that kind of caught me off guard, to be honest. I was mm-hmm. like, whoa. Uh, so yeah, I thought that was really cool. Um, you know, just this character alone. But yeah, they, they, so they're setting up like the investigation of, of these killings, you know, and, uh, 
Well, there's only one killing so far. Yeah, yeah, yes. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> so far. But, you know, it it doesn't seem like anybody has a clue, you know. Right. And so and not so that's yet, no. not yet. So so that And then kinda, we get then we get another like red herring here where it shows this shot of um his name's Willard. He's the he's I I can't think of this actor's name, but I know I've seen him in like he was in a bunch of movies around this time period, and he always played like a big like 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 a bodyguard character or something yeah, like that. You yeah. know what I mean? Because he is like a big imposing guy. But we get introduced to the groundskeeper Willard, who he's seen trimming a hedge with the chainsaw, which looks similar <laughs> to the chainsaw that was used in the scene that just happened. And the dean comes up and talks to him about, you know, when is his job going to be done here? And they kind of make him look creepy because he's like smiling while he's initially with the chainsaw. And then when the dean's walking away, he like makes this like joking motion of like hitting, you know, like yeah. cutting him with the chainsaw. So they stab like, you know, it's he's another potential uh, killer, essentially. Yeah. Yeah, and I again like when I was watching this, yeah, I totally was like, oh shit, like who's this fucking guy, you know? Also, mm-hmm. really weirdly, like I don't know, ten feet away from him by a tree, like he end that scene ends with like Willard seeing some coeds just like fucking in the broad, yeah. broad daylight by a tree. <laughs> Anything goes at this college, dude. This college is just rampant with everything. I'm fucking. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, Willard, but- dude, he did look familiar, so that's a good call. Yeah. I, I'll have to look his name up. But th- then it takes you, I believe, to the library. Yeah, but real quick, we get another like quick shot of the glove figure putting together more of the puzzle, which oh, is like yeah. a, re- a reoccurring thing. But yeah, then we go to the library. The library, man. And th- this was like a strange sort of sequence because, I mean, you're just getting introduced to this character kendall yeah uh, yeah kendall and he i mean which you, you know you follow for most of the a lot of the movie but kendall right. gets past this note like really mm-hmm. quickly in this scene from this like you know established pretty this, girl this buxom blonde yeah yeah wearing this bright red usa sweater <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and like he but uh, uh, Susan, I think was her name, like passes Kendall the note, this note that just says, I want to do it underwater. Meet me at the pool. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, what? So, you know, I, I think like, I believe Kendall just crumpled it up and threw it away or some shit like that. Yeah, he throws right? it like, by the trash can and then the gloved figure is shown picking it up. Yeah. That glove figure, man, he he moves about. Uh, no shit, like stealthy motherfucker. Um, anyway, so then they have, you know, Susan goes and meets with some friends in the hallway. There's just a brief uh, Professor Brown sighting where, again, they kind of you know make him sort of look like sort of creepy. He kind of slumps back, like away from the the girls mm. who are talking about him. Yeah, like, one of them makes a joke like, "Wouldn't you want to make it with him or something?" Like that? I don't. Yeah, like all like all these all these ladies find this dude like weirdly sexy or something. It's so strange. Like, it, like the dude just gives up. Like, oh, mm-hmm. anyway, he he works really well. Anyway, anyway, Susan goes from there and finds herself in the pool where she's mm-hmm. beginning to undress and wait for you know her her lover boy kendall mm-hmm. yeah she slinks into her black bikini mm-hmm. and then she eventually 
takes the, t- the top off and we get our first tit shot. Dude, there's so many titties in this movie. Well, it's, I guess there's like two or three. But later, we also get a dick shot. So There is. There's, I was thinking about that when I watched it. I was like, another movie hanging down. Just, I mean, <laughs> you know, I keep saying it, man. Some movies give you titties. Some movies give you dickies. Some movies give you both. Okay. Yeah. So there we are. <laughs> right. But yeah, so she's getting up. She's, you know, getting down, getting down. She jumps in the pool. All while this kind of, you know cloaked and shadow figure kind of like slides in i don't know why she wasn't paying more attention because she hears a noise no by the shit. door and goes kendall and then like just let <laughs> the, just lets it go like right, right. nobody appeared so <laughs> you know right. but anyway this the uh, the shadowy figure sort of like lurks nearby and kind of like sees her swimming around in the pool mm. and Oh my god, dude! I w- was like hoping that this was gonna happen. But yeah, you see, you know, a really, a really long, you know, skimming net laying nearby. It's pretty cool, the, yeah. yeah. Cool. And the the dude who, who like you know they do a really good job of just completely shadowing this figure. You know, I loved the shadowed figure look, like the wide brim hat. Everything's dark. You don't know who totally. the fuck this is. But then this person like like stealthily picks up the the net and then just ropes fucking Susan in in the pool with the net and like mm-hmm. ropes she nets the Susan in the fucking pool. <laughs> And like I, I love this because I was like, there's like, just, just get out. It's just, just so easy. Just down, go, yeah. yeah, go down and go away. <laughs> but yeah, no <laughs> shit, huh? But maybe like, but then again, like if maybe in the moment, like she was startled by it, wasn't thinking, and got caught, like I don't know. But yeah, he, yeah, any number he, of things. But she, but she gets dragged the fuck out of the pool, though, right? Yeah, yeah. He dra- he, he uses that's pretty clever. He uses that to drag her out of the pool. Um, hmm. and she's kind of like. Uh, maybe she sucked some water in, you know, because she's kind of like incapacitated for a minute while the killer goes to grab the (laughs) chainsaw, which just which was sitting nearby. Um, but she comes to (laughs) she's just sitting nearby, right? She comes to she comes to, and you see the shot of um the chainsaw getting swung at her and her screaming and it cuts away so you don't know her her fate yet you know you assume she's dead but we pop back to the library as um we see this uh and it, I, I don't it never says this character's name i think later kendall refers to him as goggles but this this other this other male student pops in and gives Kendall a note that was apparently left for him in the dean's office about a half an hour ago so the cloak the cloaked figure supposedly put this note in the office or something to like that's established later yeah and then we um, get a quick shot of the killer uh with this bloody garbage bag um carrying it through their house and putting it into a freezer and you see that as he's as he or she whoever the killer is is putting this into the freezer there's also the decapitated head of the first victim in there yeah and that, and that you know like i was just I, like that was fucking cool like alone that there you know just the the shot of like the bloodied bag kind of mm. getting like dragged a little bit kind of picking it up kind of dragging it. you see the weight of it I, I i mean it was like some people i i think might have like 
you know, a beef with like scenes like this, who, who, who I've, you know, might be too slow, but I like the pace of these, mm-hmm. the scene like this, where it gives you just the weight of the whole fucking sequence. And so it was kind of mm-hmm. cool. Um, but again, like, I can't say it enough. I like the mystery of this movie really, really got me pretty, totally. pretty solid. So, uh, yeah, that, I don't know. It's, it's interesting that you, it's just like sort of, I don't know, like the, you don't know where the fuck this locale is either. Right, like, you right. Know, this deep freezer somewhere at the college. I, I don't know. That's anyway. why I get, that's why I'm saying it gives you like Jalo vibes, like a lot of the movie does. But so anyway, then we're so, back at the, we're back at the pool now. Yeah. We see, we see Willard coming in. Um, he's walking with a pair of hedge trimmers, like he's coming into maybe tend to some plants or something but he comes in and turns the lights on just as we see kendall like also coming in kendall sees uh willard standing next to this bloody chainsaw and rightfully so gets freaked out by it so he runs and runs out another door for some reason willard decides to touch you know he touches the chainsaw yeah and gets some blood on his hand and then he decides to follow after um uh, Kendall. Kendall, but he gets a, as he's opening the door, he just gets bum rushed by the police. So we get this hilarious scene where he, he like fights them off, fights them off at first, and actually in this like pretty ridiculous scene, like blast, like bashes one of them, and they sends him flying into the fucking pool. Dude, there's a yeah, dude. This this like was fucking redonkulous. Like he yeah, he like sends one guy in the pool. He like bum rushes one dude and like throws him against the wall and like what almost like appears to like headbutt him. Yeah, he does. Like, yeah. And you're just like, dude, don't fuck with Willard, man. Like, well, he's a big guy. Yeah, but then eventually they like you know like get him at gunpoint. They're like you know tell him to fucking knock it off. And, yeah, know. he gets uh, arrested. But, you yeah, know what I mean, I I <laughs> yeah, poor Willard. Uh, I did love like. The, the sequence of Kendall running out of the room in this in this scene also because it was just like so squirmy like oh. well it's like one of the yeah yeah I did kind of look like that because it's like one of those scenes where like Kendall sees Willard and thinks that he probably did it and then you know Willard sees Kendall thinking that he probably did it but then Willard doesn't like do himself any justice by manhandling these cops when they come in you know what no, i mean no dude exactly like <laughs> you immediately look worse my man and and you know shortly after this we see, we finally you know see like the whole oh yeah the carnage yeah. of the fucking pool and yeah yeah dude that like that yeah it's about, basically it's it's her head and arms and legs and her torso is missing this time yeah dude like just lopping off all all different parts and there's just like this bloody pile of what appears you know what appears to be the rest of the body and like blood splatter on the wall was, mm-hmm. yeah they they're they're they, they don't shy with the blood in this movie no dude and i love it i'm here for it man yeah um so yeah then the two officers you know they're kind of like you know I, I feel like every like for the longest time most of the characters in this movie are just sort of like I don't know what to fucking do. <laughs> yeah, they even like like Professor Brown shows up and they ask Brown's opinion on the crime scene if you know the cuts could have come from the chainsaw and he he concurs that they could. And then 
Bracken and Bolden are also seen going to the dean's office, and while they're walking there, they talk amongst themselves about getting it, like possibly getting an undercover cop in there. Um, and then Kendall and Goggles um, get a note telling them, you know, that oh, no, actually, it's, it's a police officer that tells them that they're wanted for questioning in the dean's office. So. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I like Kendall goes like says, says something like, well, "Well, like, do they just want like they want us to like help, or are they like are we suspects?" You know, like they're immediately right. like, "Whoa!" Uh, but yeah, and then you know, this takes you you know to uh, another meeting, I believe, with the officers and um, what's the dean and the fucking dean. Yeah, and, yeah, they're just they're basically establishing like you know like, we believe the killer's gonna kill again and. He's probably uh, someone in this school, maybe a staff member. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so, you know, they're they're trying to figure. They're obviously yeah, they, trying to figure it out. You know, they t- they they basically they do tell the dean here that they plan to bring in a policewoman to pose as staff in hopes of finding the killer. You know what I mean? And the I think the dean. You know how earlier he mentioned how you know let's just sweep this under the rug like we don't want any bad press for the school you can tell like he's not exactly happy with this idea of you know he doesn't want any fanfare to this situation but yeah it's in his way he's trying to just keep it quiet you know Mm -hmm. but then Um, kendall and his buddy come in and they also they get they get questioned this is where we learn you know this is where bracken kind of uh puts the pieces together and thinks that the note was sent by the killer to make sure that Kendall didn't show up at the at the swimming pool in time. Yeah, which is interesting because then it's like, so, you know, clearly like the killer must be like just lurking around campus or something, right? Right, right. You know, because uh, why would it just be so like just this particular and i don't know it just seemed anyway it's it's a really interesting dynamic that they just kind of make it feel uh like it's moving the plot line along but it gives you this like random victim vibe like it could have been anybody it just happened yeah to be it's that like, he noticed it's like, the situation in the library and then yeah it's got a lot of, like it. this is that's another element to the movie is like murder mystery you know it's got a lot of elements to it yeah yeah but it's so, not but but i will say that it's not like We've, you know, like, um, let's say, actually, it wasn't the first episode we ever did, but it was like the the, the initial pilot episode where we talked about um, the Prophets game, where that was mm-hmm. like a movie that was trying to be a horror movie, but also uh, a mystery movie and just didn't get anything right. Whereas this movie, I think that it's not one of those movies that tries to fit in too many elements and doesn't do any of them justice. Like it's, this is a good thing. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It, it like with the prophecy, it was like all like, it was like just like a suspense movie that they really tried to be horror. And with this, they, 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 they capture like all those elements, like a horror element, a fucking, like they get they capture your, your blood thirst, you know, that you mm. want in the horror and they capture the mystery of it all. They capture like these, anyway, they capture like a lot of aesthetic that you want. And, it, yeah, really yeah. well done. But but um, but this this scene kind of ends with Bracken telling the kids to keep quiet about it, and then he also gives Kendall a card and mentions that he wants him to come uh, down to the uh, police um, headquarters to speak with someone. Yeah. Um, 
and yeah. uh which which again like kind of makes you you know it just paints ken like kendall on under suspicion uh but then it, shortly after that it takes you to this uh sequence it's like you get these moments where you're definitely like looking from the the killer's point of view, point of view yeah. and this is one of those moments where you know he's like the killer's lurking by like a dance studio at the school or something like yeah that. All these and, girls are doing some dance aerobics and they're yeah. they're practicing a number that, you know, they've put together. So And he like he like, you know, it's like peering through the through the little doorway and you know, from his perspective you see him you see him going and then uh eventually I don't know, there's like a break in the action, one of them like splits off from the group. To go to bathroom, yeah. Yeah. And here you get you get this vibe that like you know, she, she's being followed. Right, uh, by the killer, which is kind yeah. of interesting, because you're hearing like all these like noises and creaks and like you know along the way. And the killer, the killer also has like a like, like a, he's like always breathing heavy, or he yeah. or she's always breathing heavy. Exactly, that's uh, how you know it's from that perspective for sure. Right, right. But yeah, you she gets followed for a minute. She makes her way down into this like area like a small hallway area with a couple of doors and she goes to open one of the doors and you think that maybe it's going to be the killer that jumps out and kills her but no she gets jump scared by one of her friends that's in the bathroom and we don't get a kill scene quite yet you know what i mean yeah exactly they they tease you with that it was a cool it was yeah it was nice it was a little tease where you think that it's heading to where this chick's about to get brutally murdered but but no it, it was cool exactly and um so then it takes you uh back to another scene with kendall where yeah it's like the next day presumably yeah is is this uh is this down at the station yet is this yeah yeah Yeah, he goes down and he gets introduced to um dr jennings who is a psychologist working alongside them who wants some info so he can uh put together a, a psychological profile of the killer exactly and uh which which is interesting they're coming at it from a bunch of different angles and and yeah shortly after that you get introduced to it's pretty progressive yeah you get introduced to the un the uh the undercover officer to be right yeah Um, we do we mary (laughs) mary riggs yeah oh i wonder any if there's any relation to riggs from a lethal weapon Maybe. <laughs> well, uh, he's black and she's white, so I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Uh, but yeah, she. So you get. I love this. You know, classic sort of moment where you know she asked the, you know, her. What's this fucking name? Uh, she's like, is this job dangerous? And you know the lieutenant, I believe. Yeah, he's like, he's like very, and she's like, I'll do it then. <laughs> yeah, she's like, oh. Basically, she's bored with you know her desk job and wants some action. There's and there's kind of a this is one of those scenes where I'm talking about where there's kind of a lot that happens because not only is there you know the brief meeting with um, Kendall and Jennings, but then we also Kendall gets introduced to Mary and we learn that she's like a a former um, professional tennis player. Yeah, and then we also. As Kendall's leaving, we also get introduced to another very minor character that I feel like was only established to die later. But um, 
this reporter, her name is Sylvia, she comes in to question Bracken about the goings-ons at the college, and, and he, you know, he just stays tight-lipped about her and won't give her any information. Nah, man. Bracken don't break. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a... I think you're right. I feel like that character was just, in, like, introduced uh, to sort of be a tool later, you know? Um, right. And then, so, from there, you kind of pick up with, like, sort of what Mary's, like, Mary at the college, I believe, playing tennis, like, right? Yeah. She's playing tennis with, like, uh, she's playing tennis with um, one of the girls at the school that's, you know, one of the one of the star pupils of the tennis team we're led to believe yeah and there's like everyone it's like this big occasion apparently because there's just like all these different students around to watch the dean's there there's like all the you know kendall's there everyone's there to watch this you know game of tennis yeah i was like i was like man this is an event (laughs) right it was kind of funny and you know it was just it was all right it was a it was an all right game i feel like they played their hardest it looked like i mean it was i i don't think i guess I can't name too many movies where there's a tennis playing scene. So, I'm, so as being a former tennis player, you know, I'm cool with it. It, it passes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and again, like, so you have sort of a, like you, the tennis match is, like ends and I believe there's like a, another run in with, isn't it the same reporter? Yeah. Well, first the Dean is talking with Mary and, um, you know, she, he, he talks to her about no one knowing who she really is. Um, and he, he also brings up the point where that, it, so before she was brought to the school, Bracken and Holden were talking about bringing two detectives in and Dean asked her, he's like, I thought there was going to be two of you, you know? And she mentions, you know, there's, well, that's not the case. It's just me. And then, yeah, the reporter comes up and attempts to speak to the Dean, but just like Bracken, he's tight lipped and won't give her any information. I mean, obviously. Yeah, he's like, no, like nothing's happening here. <laughs> right. I don't know what you're talking about. Then we get uh, another we get another quick shot of uh, well, it's not quick. It's actually kind of a drawn out scene, but we get another shot of the killer putting together the puzzle. But this like I'm this one's just like more drawn out, and in one part of it, he actually has trouble like putting the pieces in. Which, <laughs> in my mind, I'm like, why didn't they just reshoot that shot to be a more fluid shot of him putting together the puzzle? You know what I mean? I know. I was like, why did they leave that in there? Because <laughs> the dude struggles for a good a good moment or two. It's, it's, it's kind of interesting. <laughs> like, But again, anyway, just the har- yeah. just, this is like my only like harp on the movie is that there's no way that this puzzle existed in the 40s. I'm sure porn was a, like some form of porn was around then, but you can just tell by the picture that this is like a 70s or 80s like porn picture. So for sure. Um, and the, if, it was from, in the, if it was in the 40s, it would have been black and white and there'd have been a lot more. But anyway, I'm, I don't know why I'm so like uh, <laughs> hung up on this detail. It's but very, it is true, really, though. It's like they, I feel like they do a good job of. Uh, uh, for most of the movie but like that that alone does kind of like i don't know it just seems out of time uh Mm -hmm. but um so so after that drawn out sequence i want to point out like like the earlier sequence of the dude of him of the killer moving the bag around i thought was like a really well-paced sequence like this one 
I think that was a little too drawn out. You know what I mean? Totally. Like, it was like a. It was like a. They were using it as a t- bit of a time filler. I feel like. Possibly. Possibly. Um, but anyway, you pick up with, uh, back up at the jazz studio, I believe. Yes. The but now there's it's, I don't know if it's the same girl from earlier that uh, was stalked that went to the bathroom, but this time there's only one girl that's in there by herself, and she's she is practicing the same routine that they were doing earlier. Yeah, so part part of the troop either way or whatever they are, uh, and yeah. um, you know, like you, you get the a shot, I believe, uh, uh, establishing that the killer is for sure there because you see another shadowed, you know, the shadowed figure in the in the window, right? And uh, you know, some I think like you know, eventually, what is it? Like eventually, she just turns off the tape and then you know, kind of gets creeped out by possibly some noises. And mm-hmm. then starts like you know getting just getting dressed out of her you know into her streeties and mm-hmm. uh, turns off all the lights and heads right out the room. But out you know you don't she's not the it's like this interesting sequence where it's like she leaves the room mm-hmm. and then through like a the door like a mirror a side door yeah, yeah a side door like the killer enters and you see the uh, you know the, the chainsaw silhouette with them so you know the killer's you know there for some action we'll say yeah and she's uh, like you can tell that she you know she heard something that freaks her out because she's kind of you know at, at, it shows her as she's walking through but she's kind of like quickly rushing through trying to find a way out of here and um she eventually makes her way to an elevator and it's like i don't know which way whoever i don't know which way the killer went but somehow the killer's like already there and um, she gets startled by someone as she's trying to call the elevator and we just see this gloved hand and she walks into the elevator first and it's pretty fucking hilarious. Like, like the girl wouldn't have seen this before, but the killer just walks in with the chainsaw, like behind his back. Like that yeah, would not dude. be sneaky at all. If you're sitting there getting ready to get on this fucking elevator, you would notice this like <laughs> hooded masked figure holding something behind his back. It's <laughs> yeah, it was the most like it was just so strange. Like, like I was just like, uh, well, because like at first you know she she gets startled a bit and then gets sort of put at rest because supposedly you know like the person that entered or like you know like came up next to her she looked like she maybe knew or something. She was just like okay, and then yeah, True. The, the the when they got on the elevator, you can clearly see the chainsaw like poking out in her view. That's what and, I'm saying. Yeah. And yeah, dude. But this 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 was awesome. It's, a, it's another great sequence. Yeah, like you know they're riding the elevator at, at one point. You know, eventually the 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 masked the shadowed masked figure. You know, gloves uh gloves up and like puts the puts the brakes on the fucking elevator, mm-hmm. and then just like revs up the fucking chainsaw. And I mean, what are you gonna do? You're now trapped in an elevator with this cat like jesus this, this Christ, is legit yeah. no escape like like the dude but the like the the sequence where you know you see the chainsaw lop off the lady's arm man the le- yeah cut i think cuts off her left arm and uh and then it cuts away because you hear you it, she starts screaming and then um you know kendall just like happens to be um in like uh what's i want to word this correctly he happens to be in the right place at the right time yeah because he's like removing 
like he's getting ready to hop on his dirt bike and he hears the screams and so do these other two police officers and they start running they start running he has to sneak in through a window to let the police in so long story short they make it there too late you know they they try to call the elevator the elevator finally gets down to their floor and they come in to find you know the girl's very bloody body inside missing both of her arms now so if you're doing them if you're doing them if you're counting the score at home the killer has taken a head a torso and now a pair of arms yeah so collecting something we'll say uh mm-hmm. but i love the reaction so kendall opens the elevator and it immediately is just like Whoa! and then one of the officers i think actually throws up in the scene like, yeah he like wretches and throws up yeah yeah and then they you know they send off one of the officers to go i think the guy that puked he, he had to go he goes off to call uh the sergeant and the lieutenant mm-hmm. and yeah dude i mean it would be fucking gnarly to walk in on that man of course it would be uh, but yeah we also you know they're all as the officers are there and the and uh you know the paramedics to clean up the scene and grab the body we also professor brown eventually shows up and there's just a real quick scene where bracken questions him about his whereabouts and is like you know good i'll talk to you later and then the dean also shows up to hear about now the third death um and it's just kind of quick it's not really you know consequential um it just it's just it kind of more alludes to like these guys are maybe potential uh um people you know what i mean yeah, they're, they're, they're just, potentially they always show up suspect with, yeah we also get a you know um uh kendall bracken basically is like talking with kendall here um letting him know that uh you know he needs more help from him and he wants him to keep an eye on mary and yeah. uh he also asks holden to run a complete check in his words a complete check on the staff full background in depth <laughs> a complete background check yeah it's interesting that they you know like they they continue to rope in this like you know college student kendall <laughs> as they go you know mm-hmm. like i mean clearly he's like loosely associated but uh, you know he's associated because he's like on the campus and everything and he's you know been around some of the scenes but like he's just a fucking he's just a fucking college kid right right <laughs> but uh anyway so yeah that's it, you know it, it to them it's just like it's only getting worse it's just continuing to ramp up like nothing mm-hmm. good is happening mm-hmm. thus far in their investigation right. so they're just kind of like all right we need to go deeper we need to like anything's a possibility but right so after this whole sequence then we get a scene a nighttime scene mm-hmm. uh where it's like who is it it's like somebody's like lurking by the building oh well, first it- first we get uh so it's a kind of established earlier through like a conversation between Kendall and his friend that Kendall's sort of a campus playboy of sorts and he's shown in this like he's shown in this scene where he's getting out of bed with a woman and he he uh kind of uh, like chastises her for being too loud in bed and this is the scene where we where where we see him hang dong he gets up and and he gets up and he and he looks out the mirror and he and uh he yeah he sees Mary walking around um outside with the flashlight so long story short he, get, he gets dressed to leave and the girl's like well 
if you stay and we do it again, I'll be quiet. You can gag me and all this shit. Um, <laughs> yeah, dude. Who's there's some bad dubbing in this scene. Yeah, some really bad dubbing. It was it was just so noticeable. But yeah, that's that's who it was. It was Mary that was lurking around. Yeah, and then and, we uh, go follow her, and she's you know outside alone in the dark, walking around with a flashlight. Um, and we also see as she's walking around, we see more. We see shots of the killer's feet walking around in the heavy breathing. Um, anyway, so this is another one of the most ridiculous scenes. Oh, yeah. And after we talk about it, I want to, uh, briefly, um, <clears throat> drop some facts about the person that plays this role. So we see Mary, she makes her way, her way around the corner and someone kicks away her flashlight. And then this is one of those, like, what the fuck just happened moments. It's yeah. such a, wow. It's so I, I can't I, I I'm <clears throat> I, I don't remember the character's name off the top of my head but it's established so this guy you Chow know, just, Chow just like kicks the thing the fucking you know flashlight out of her hand and like he looks you know, a lot like some, Bruce Lee too definitely does some like uh you know some moves and it how do I say it it's basically established that he knows like yeah kung he, fu or something he, obviously he, he's he, he's he, in a tracksuit just fucking jumping up on the lady like pop, pop, pop. and then the lady like kicks him in the fucking nuts or something like that and he's yeah. just how he's fucking out <laughs> yeah he does he does some kung fu moves and like thwarts her off and then knocks her to the ground <laughs> i love that word i love that word but yeah uh and then kendall pulls up on his dirt bike um you know right after this whole thing happened and sees the guy getting up and he's like Oh, Professor Chow, he's the Kung Fu uh, professor. And yeah. then Chow makes this line where he's like, oh, I must have ate some bad chop suey. Yeah, it dude, is he's... so fucking random. It's so fucking random. Like, so this you never see him again. No, it's so I just it is such an out of place sequence in this movie. But that's what I'm talking about where this movie has so many element elements. And this is one of those exploitation elements. So here's something funny. This the person that plays this character, he has a real birth name, which I'm not even going to try to pronounce. But his stage name is Bruce Lee, but with one E instead of two on the Lee part. So I was doing some information and um around the time that bruce lee died there was there's a there's a and i just learned this last night that there's um there's a group you know how there's like black exploitation movies and oh, yeah there's this there's a set of movies called bruce lee exploitation movies where apparently around the time of his death all these different like low budget um movie creators tried to cash in on that by making all these ridiculous like mockbuster movies of bruce lee and he was one of the main people because he kind of looked like him he starred and as all these characters and that's and even tried to cash in on that by having his name be bruce lee oh my god dude what the <laughs> f that's fucking wild man yeah what the shit dude that's i have never even heard of that that's fucking that that's that's it's interesting, oh, but it's yeah, such it's a really weird out of place sequence. So anyway, after yeah. that happens, Mary hops on Kendall's dirt bike and they ride off. And then we see this character slink out of the darkness and it's the um, it's the reporter from earlier. And you get the shot where she's trying to sneak into one building. And as she's walking around, she, she eventually makes her way into another building. And mm -hmm. uh, 
lo and behold, the killer was stalking her and follows her inside. Yeah. And this whole sequence, like, also gave me Jalo vibes because what I'm talking about is where she stumbles into this weird building and goes through all these weird looking rooms. And she winds up in this, this like, totally out of place room with a waterbed and that, which, what, and what looks like, like, uh, like this weird like sliding glass doors because as she's walking in this yeah. bright light pops on and stuns her and then the killer emerges from the other door and it's just totally you know Dude. what i mean yeah yeah like i yeah it was it was like a very interesting sequence and like the bright lighting like that that that's a good call out but the, when the killer it goes after her man like i loved this fucking sequence like this shot was so this whole scene was so fucking awesome uh the killer you know like gets her like she like fumbles and like you know onto the bed and the killer like i think stabs her in the chest uh yeah, repeatedly I, oh yeah multiple multiple times and you know this is when like you're really like once she's on there and like kind of flopping around and he's like killing like you know stabbing her you're just like oh shit that's a waterbed like at least i was i was like oh shit that's a waterbed and then yeah, i thought he was and, gonna drown her in it i was too as soon like but as you know like as soon as he stabbed it and like the the oh, water started this, pooling up and like you know the blood uh was clearly like awesome. mixing with the water and so it was just like this epic like pool of blood almost you know just it, it, it looked visually really cool but then when the final kill oh, shot happens man. dude like it is so great because he like plunges the knife into the back of her head yeah and then we get this excellent close-up shot of her face and the knife you know the killer's hands holding the knife into the back of her head and it's protruding out of her mouth and it's fucking amazing yeah dude it's a fucking awesome looking shot mm-hmm. it, yeah and you know from there you uh you know you see the uh killer then kind of drag the body away yeah, yeah. you drag the body away and then you get a quick shot of the freezer again right shortly after that's true and, and he also like puts the he's putting the puzzle together again but this time it's mm-hmm. like two-thirds of the way completed yeah his vision's almost complete yeah uh and i believe from there doesn't it pick back up with kendall and riggs uh mary <laughs> well the, but actually before the scene we just talked about there's just a quick scene where kendall drops her off at her room and tries to come in to drink coffee but she turns him down and then he turns around and uh, gets jump scared by his buddy That's wearing a mask. Right. It's like a really random quick scene. It's another random scene. It's like the dude wearing this like gruesome mask and goes like Casanova, and then like runs off or it's something. So weird, like, yeah. What the fuck is up with this shit? Like, and yeah. But then it's but then it's, it's the next. Kendall's yeah, just it's, like. <laughs> but then it's the next day, and we see. Um, the Kurt, the Kurt, we learned the character's name is Susie, but which is of no consequence because she shortly dies. But anyway, Dispatched. we see this girl. <laughs> yeah, we see this girl playing pool, playing sorry pool, playing tennis by herself. When all of a sudden, this like loud music comes on over the speakers, and it must oh. have you know annoyed her because she goes to leave the court. She goes into the locker room and showers. We get another you know tit tit shot. Um, She's starting to get dressed and all of a sudden you hear the chainsaw start up and she sees the killer and starts running away. A slight chase scene ensues. Um, and as this is going on, we see that Mary and Kendall are also outside making their way to the tennis court to play a game themselves. Yeah. 
and oh my god dude i cannot speak to how annoying the marching band music or whatever mm-hmm. it fucking was mm-hmm. was playing was when mm-hmm. it was like oh because it just kept going kept going um and yeah so like they you know basically they oh they run into willard that's right don't they yeah because they hear some sounds or whatever or, or well they're eventually they're trying to like at first they're trying to fucking turn off the music and that's when they yeah. run into willard and they're like mm-hmm. let us use your keys man like let us in to get the fucking sound off and he's just like that why does he say he's like that's not he says something like that's not my fucking business <laughs> right he's like i just take care of the grounds like yeah. but they do end up shit. like going to the control room and turning off the music but but real quick before then like we get another great death scene where the girl like runs away she makes her way into a back room oh, god dude yeah the killer like so, like saws through the door to get in and then just fucking saws her in half and there's a great shot like after he cuts her in half of just the wall and the blood splattering everywhere yeah dude it was it i i really liked the close-up shot of like the saw going through you know mm-hmm. like that it, it was a cool fucking scene um <laughs> And uh, probably she probably has one of the most realistic, probably has one of the most realistic uh, moments where it's like this dude's got you trapped. This you're about to fucking die. Oh yeah, I'm pissing myself. She pisses herself. That's right. <laughs> but yeah, so she gets killed, and then um, we the scene happens and, where we're talking yeah. about where they run into Willard. They Mary goes with him to get the music off while Kendall. We we come back to see that Kendall is found um the body and they go in and all it is is the girl's upper half of her body laying yeah, there and with a pool of guts around her it's great it's fucking like we were talking about the other scenes having some like awesome gnarliness like this scene was fucking gnarly like that like that you walk in on mm-hmm. and then right after that you have just a great moment in oh cinematic history where you know like mary riggs goes back out there and it's just like she you know like he got another one she's so angry and she just like at the top of her fucking lungs just like bastard she says it like like three she's like bastard bastard she says it like like three times (laughs) oh my god dude it was so fucking funny i was like (laughs) yeah yeah she she's passionate and we get yeah, she is, but it, it's over the top. It made me laugh. I don't. It made I don't me laugh know if, so funny. I don't know if they were like playing for laughs there, but it it made me laugh. Yeah. Then we get a quick shot of the killer of the killer, where there's like it shows just the lower half of this whoever's body's hanging from the wall, and he's trying on um, the pair of bloody shoes that oh, were yeah. his mom's, but it seems like they're not fitting quite right. Yeah, they. <laughs> He like puts them on. They just kind of keep dropping off a bit. Mm-hmm. Eventually, I think uh, it seems like the killer just settles for letting him letting him just sort of dangle there. Yeah, <laughs> nothing's perfect, you know. Right, right. <laughs> um, but uh, then right after that, you have another. It's really interesting because like one of the reasons you I think you you are so suspicious of Professor Brown which you have another scene with right here is because they keep doing that there will be like a like a killer scene and then like a Professor Brown scene you know what I right. mean right it's true it's um, true but you have like Mary who, who walks who walks up to Professor Brown just leaving uh, you know one of the buildings on campus and she's like mm-hmm. because of everything going on do you mind if I walk with you it's you know 
yeah and it's scary and whatnot and uh so they're they're walking and kind of having a casual conversation but eventually she seems to like maybe pry too much yeah she like tries to get some like information about the dean essentially yeah and he kind of like gets all defensive of, like and you know is like yeah, he's like for a new member of staff maybe you shouldn't pry into people's yeah. lives or something like that yeah and, and you know so there goes the pleasantness from professor brown you know? yeah he, yeah <laughs> he, he he slinks off and then kendall runs into mary and mentions that he's going um to meet up with sergeant holden down at the police police precinct to go through some old rec or i uh, sorry excuse me he's going to meet up with sergeant holden to go through some old records at city hall yeah and then and, I, and then and then mary asks kendall about where the the dean's whereabouts and where he may be and he kind of mentions you know he he's out of out of town right now but he'll be back at his quarters around seven tonight yeah i love how specific and like on point he was mm -hmm, mm -hmm. He's like, well he's out of town but he will be back at his quarters at seven <laughs> like the fuck Kendall? kendall's got tabs on everybody on campus man I guess <laughs> nothing so. gets by this guy he's he really runs campus uh yeah. but anyway yeah so kendall gets down to city hall with the sarge and uh the sarge seems pretty standoffish to the cat you know totally I mean? he's like he basically just like hands him like a stack of files tells him what to do and go sit over there <laughs> yeah <laughs> you yeah. know well because there's like, like a uh, there's like a brief scene earlier where he's talking to bracken and bracken's mentioning how he wants kendall's help and holden's you know maybe the older statesman he's been in the force for a while he's kind of just like you know why do we need help from a college kid he's he's sort of you know yeah well yeah. and at this point they're also kind of suspicious of him right well like, he is yeah and so it's sort of like i mean it makes sense you know you're sort of like why why bring him in closer you know yeah uh but yeah um and so you know so they're kind of setting about doing some more research and then that's when i believe uh mary does try to go up to the deans yeah it might be you know it's up it, it, presumably later you know yeah. it's seven it's <laughs> yeah she she goes to the to the dean's apartment and with the intent of asking him a couple questions, he uh, ends up inviting her so inside and he mentions that he's making tea and asks if she wants some, some coffee. So he goes into the kitchen and uh, she, he asks her how he wants her coffee and she mentions she wants cream, please, but no sugar and a little bit of saccharin. And as he's making it, you see him like put he has like a dropper of a vial, a vial like and has a dropper and he puts some drops in it um you know what yeah, i mean so you don't like, know what it is but it's suspicious right. as fuck <laughs> right right yeah and then yeah so he kind of like he you know brings out the set and kind of serves them up the the coffee and mm -hmm. from there you kind of like you know like the, you know something's about to pop off then like yeah she and she you know she wants she wants to she mentions how she wants to talk about Professor Brown to get some info. Mm -hmm. um, then, the, then she kind of quickly drinks her first cup of coffee, and it shows him going back to get her a second cup. And she kind of she mentions that if they don't get information soon, they'll have to get a warrant to search the entire campus. And you can tell here that the dean's kind of visibly upset. Yeah. 
Yeah, because like I mean, because he kind of when he goes to get the the second cup, he's a little more frantic this time. Mm-hmm. And like he's starting to get a little more like frazzled. You can, I suppose, as the scene goes on, and yeah, uh, yeah and and then so it, it goes back down to like a, a shot with the Kendall and the Sarge, right? And they're yeah, I don't know, like they're, they're following up on a fucking lead or something like that. Yeah, Kendall Kendall believes he may have found something. Um, you know what I mean? And, and uh, Holden reads the file and he's like, oh, the, he this man changed his name. And it doesn't tell who it is quite yet. So he decide, he he's like, I'm going to call Arlington Records to follow up on this lead. And we learn that whoever this person is that they're following up on, the character's name is, at this point, is John Reston. The long story short, Bracken... Um, uh, Bracken calls and uh comes back and tells um you know, tells uh kendall that it's the dean and that he also mentions how his mother was chopped up when he was a kid and it must have warped his mind it must have warped his mind my god it most certainly did because when you go back to the scene with the fucking, what? and that's when kendall's like mary she's with the dean you know and they yeah. they they set off to get her and then we yeah we come back to um the dean and and uh and mary and it's this is such a, so random so he comes back with the second cup of coffee and he's like what were we talking about oh yeah professor brown and then he and i don't know why the fuck this is important but he brings up the fact that mr brown is a homosexual and all this <laughs> yeah dude it's so <laughs> it's like, weird like he says I'm like uh, but but I don't you know I don't mind as long as he keeps his affairs to himself or something like yeah, that yeah it's like it's what like, the fuck does that have to do with anything yeah it's like okay leave Mr. Brown Professor Brown be man like right it's so fucking weird um, but you know he's just he's just you know obviously at this point the the dean is of heavy you know you you know that he's up, up, up to no good and right in this whole sequence, like Mary kind of becomes paralyzed from the yeah, from the fucking yeah. drink. And it's you know, like he he seems to like at one point be staring at her maybe her legs or her feet in particular or something. Yeah, because he, he admits that he drugged her. Yeah, he's like, You're not gonna be able to uh move, but you can still hear everything I say. Yeah. And then he lays yeah, he down like some plastic and shit. Like Yeah, I think I think he was leading he was, you know, he the other feet didn't fit the shoes, so maybe maybe her feet will. You know what I mean? That, okay, yeah, yeah. I think you're fucking right. And mm-hmm. so it, it's so this is all going down. What meanwhile, uh, the lieutenant, the sarge, and Kendall are, <laughs> are you know buzzing up to the fucking building and getting to the door. The, the I love that during this whole sequence, like multiple times, the officers are like, like you shouldn't even be here. Like get behind us. Like all this shit. Mm-hmm. And, you know, even to the point where, like, when they are trying to get into the dean's, uh, you know, apartment or whatever, mm-hmm. like, like that one officer throws Kendall against the wall, <laughs> <laughs> like it's pretty hard, and then blasts the door open. Yeah, I love how he, I love how he just instead of like kicking the door down, he just he, you know, pow, 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 yeah, shoots yeah. the fucking <laughs> just door shoots handle the off. fucking door handle off. And what you would in. think, what you would think, if you know, they suspect that um, 
the dean is up there and has Mary that they would want to try to slink in quietly, but no, they go the loud approach. Yeah. The loud approach. They 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 fucking bust the hell in with that with that gunfire, and then they uh, they come across Mary who's paralyzed, obviously, and they just you right. know, they start like kind of like searching the room, and you know they can't find anybody. Mary can't tell them anything that's going on because she's you know in the state that she is, but she right. keeps looking kind of over towards. Uh, the curtains a bit and this is when like the lieutenant and the sarge sort of split off to keep searching and they tell kendall to take mary down downstairs yeah yeah he starts trying to pick her up to get her to walk you know yeah and so so as you as they're kind of turning away and like getting towards the entrance Mm -hmm. uh they you know you see the dean kind of poke out of the curtains with a blade Mm-hmm. And like he eventually ends up like bum rushing him. I thought he was gonna fucking just get Kendall right there, dude, because he like right. gets so close. And luckily, but Kendall kind of yeah, he's, he spins around just in time. Well, dude, hey, apparently Kendall's been taking kung fu because that was his kung fu professor earlier. So <laughs> he's nimble a bit. Jesus. And and so Mary gets knocked down while while Kendall's like you know struggling with the dean, mm-hmm. uh, and he gets. You know, eventually they struggle and they fall on the ground. They kind of, you know, have a back and forth. Right. And which gets really close to. I straight up thought Kendall was going to fucking get hosed in this scene. And like, I did was, too. Like, I was yeah. like, damn, dude, they're going to, they're going to take out the, that, that dude this late in the movie. Uh, but, you know, eventually the lieutenant, I think, he busts in and just like one shot, boom, yeah. dude, offs the dude right in the forehead. And the a dean. Perfect. Is, yeah. Perfect shot, dead center <laughs> in the forehead. One shot. It Dude. was like some dirty hairy type shit. Yeah, yeah, it was great. Yeah, uh, it was great. And so it, you know, that's it. Like the dean is out, man. And then basically, you know, like they are kind of wrapping up the scene. And uh, yeah, they find the jigsaw puzzle. Yeah, you know, they, they, you know, which is, you know, the alone it's just sort of like okay so i love that they were kind of like look at this you know thing (laughs) right you know um but what i loved was like you you know this movie's not quite fucking done with you yet right here no because a couple of things happen oh man they're both great so uh the first the first one is you know like they're like i said they're kind of wrapping up the scene looking around Mm -hmm. uh searching stuff and the fucking Sarge at one point, you know, he's kind of, you, you know, getting a little warm with Kendall now. Yeah. He, may, like you should join the force, you know, exactly, dude. He's like, Oh, I finally got through, you know, Kendall was like, I finally got through to him. And then the Sarge leans on this bookcase. Oh man. And it spins around and you see this Frankenstein fucking dead body that just flops Right yeah, the human jigsaw puzzle. The human jigsaw, right? And it flops right down onto Kendall. Dude, his yeah. scream that he unleashes is so fucking great. He's like frightened. He's hysterical. I mean, rightfully so. That would be yeah. fucking traumatic. Because like as the body's falling, the dress is like pinned to the um pinned to like the, the bookshelf and yeah. rips off. So it's just this naked decomposing so jigsaw gross. body that falls on him it's it, so gross that would be traumatic yeah and then it's like you know it's obviously a little bit later they're wrapping up everything they're doing there there's sheets over the bodies now 
Mm-hmm. And Holden's like, you know, are you all right, kid? Are you ready to go? Um, they're getting ready to leave. Kendall kind of stops at the feet of the jigsaw body with the sheet over it. And Holden's like, don't dwell on that. Like, let's get out of here. And Kendall's like, well, I need, hang on. I need to get my jacket. And we get such an insane, over-the-top, fucking crazy-ass last shock scene that you do not fucking see coming. And it is so effective. At all. He grabs his fucking jacket and up fucking comes the arm of one of the arms from the dead body, the jigsaw body, and just like digs its nails right into the dude's dick and balls and like scratches down it's bloodied all down castrates there now. the motherfucker and then castrates him and he's like you can even see like squeezes like whatever's left and it's like it's fucking gnarly it is and it ends with him like screaming in pain and then there's uh-huh. like a still shot of his face in oh pain, man and then the movie is fucking done like, i've seen this movie a couple times and that scene is still it's just so shocking and effective you're like holy fucking shit dude, <laughs> it, i did i was blown away by it i was like what the fuck it was awesome it was so good because like i mentioned how the whole movie goes quick but that last like five minutes is just so super quick with everything that happens with the dean him getting killed the the great great i can't over overstate this enough the great sequence and it's very another i'm overusing this but very jollo-esque where the dead jigsaw body popping out of the hidden compartment in the bookshelf is fucking fantastic. Oh man. Yeah. That last, Oh man. Just all around. This movie was so entertaining. Like it was Mm -hmm. so fucking great, uh, to, to like, it had its bad moments, had a couple of like weird scenes. It had some like bad acting and all those classic things, but like the kills were awesome. Oh, they were fantastic. that, That ending was just like a shock. Like, yeah. Definitely recommend. I, oh, I highly, highly, highly recommend. Yeah, if you know, if you have not seen it and you're listening, see it. Definitely. Totally. Um, my God, man. Yeah. It's 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 yeah. It, it it it's one of those movies where it's rightfully earned um its placeholder as like a cult classic movie. You know what oh, I mean? For sure. Uh, what would you rate this movie? I would, you know, I, 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 this movie's very entertaining and it's like an hour and a half, but it goes by quick. Mm -hmm. Um, I would rate it, I would rate it, um, four and a half, uh, bad, uh, bad chop suey inducing karate action scene out of five. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah, dude. I, I would rate this movie. Let's see. I would rate this movie uh, six uh, s- swimming net or pool net to the next uh, mm. out of mm. out of mm. eight, honestly, because this was really okay. fucking entertaining. Like it was just oh was yeah, so so much so much to to enjoy. To drive, uh, yeah. Hell yeah, man. Yeah, pieces. Like I said, uh, if I think it's on Shutter right now. It's where we watched it, it. So you know, if you have that access, make make sure you pop it on. This, it's a great fucking like you said, uh, hour and a half. Like David said, it's a uh, it goes by quick, and you fucking enjoy it the whole way. So, oh yeah, 
much like this podcast, I believe you enjoy. We know you enjoy it. We appreciate that you enjoy it. We hot dogs, corn dogs, whatever you are. Thank you for listening as always. Yeah, thank you. And we do, you know, <laughs> in a couple uh, episodes, we're gonna hit forty. You know, we probably got you know something planned and then you know a little while after that we'll have 50 and we'll definitely have something planned 50 is going to be a banger you know there's a lot to look forward to absolutely absolutely i was talking about january flying by but reality is man what i keep thinking about when i look at the whole year is how much we can how much we can fucking do how many movies we can watch this year you know how like all those i'm also thinking that you know we did a um over thanksgiving you know we watched um we did uh um, blood rage which was like not necessarily thanksgiving movie but also over halloween we kind of did some more halloween centered movies and talked about horror in general and then over december we had a lot of um christmasy movie christmas horror centered movies so i feel like maybe in february you know we might have a couple um horror movies possibly could have a couple horror movies that are maybe valentine's day centered you know what i mean it's just a night not saying I, that that's what i i but. am 100 on on board with that i think valentine there's some great valentine's day movies that we can watch as well as i wonder if we can ever i wonder if we can find a groundhog day themed horror movie <laughs> that i don't know i don't think so i was just joking about that well, one. well there yeah. might be like there there are like um there are horror movies that have like a Groundhog's Day esque, like like Happy Death Day, and it's sequel oh, yeah, involved, yeah. like that kind of idea of reliving the same day. But I don't think there's any. <laughs> I don't think so either. No. Uh, but yeah, you're right, man. We got we got ideas turning. We got episodes that we're gonna keep burning out, and so, uh, yeah. you know, it's something to look forward to every week for us, and I hope it's something to look forward to to you listeners out there. Totally. Totally. All right, man, we'll leave it this one there, but we'll see y'all next week. Yes, we will. Good night.